from our first lesson in Romans. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, trust in Him. So that you may overflow, overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Trust in Him, so that you may overflow, overflow with hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Amen, Amen. Hope, hope is the forgotten middle child of the Trinity that comprises our relationship with Jesus. You know, faith, hope, and love. And hope is the one that gets left out because when life is good and things are easy, who needs hope? But when manure happens, and sooner or later it splatters all of us, hope is what gets us through the muck and helps us to endure the odor. Now, faith, hope, and love... Many of us think are there, well, that's just three different things, three different elements, but they're actually a package deal. They go together, and they don't just add up to each other. They multiply. It's not faith plus hope plus love. It's faith times hope times love, but they all work together. And faith, hope, and love, not only do we sometimes forget about that hope part, but many of us probably don't even, don't really know I have the correct understanding of what those three things are. Faith is not merely belief. Faith is action based on what we believe. And hope is not just wishful thinking. Hope is confident expectation that what we believe is actually true. And love is not warm feelings for each other or for something. Love is doing what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 when he says love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, that it does not keep a record of wrongs, it's not easily angered. Love is doing all of that. So faith, hope, and love, even if we misunderstand some of what they mean, faith and love still get lots of attention. And hope is like that forgotten middle child and Those of you who are middle children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's no pictures of you in the family photo album. They call the names. They leave you out. They uh, take role and forget that you weren't there. That happens. And hope is the same way. But hope is a vital third of our relationship with God. It's a vital third of that because hope is... It's really, it's not like a stack of pancakes that we've got faith and hope and love. It's more like a sandwich. And faith and love are the pieces of bread on the top and the bottom. And hope is that meat that's in the middle that gives the sandwich its flavor and gives it its substance. And this 
This prayer that, that Paul wrote in Romans tells us how that works. He's praying to his first friends in Rome. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's take that prayer apart and look at each of the pieces to see how this works. May the God of hope, may the God of hope. See, hope begins with God. Hope begins with God and remembering what God has done in the past and remembering what He promises to do in the future. Because past performance is the best predictor of future behavior. We all know that from every relationship that we've ever had. Those people in your past that were rats, they probably act like rats now. And so you're not surprised the next time you see them when they act rodent-like. On the other hand, those folks who loved and cared for you when you were little, they probably still love and care for you now, and you have confident expectation. You have every hope that they're going to do that on into the future. Well, that's how God is. You see, we know what God has done in the past, in the Bible and in history, and what He's done for us personally to love and care for us, and all of that suggests that He's going to take care of us now and on into the future, which would make Him the God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Now, joy is not just happiness, and peace is not just a lack and the absence of conflict. See, happiness happens when things are going well. You know, when, when life is like I like it, I'm happy, and I'm unhappy when it's not. Joy, on the other hand, joy is a gift from God that is a sense of excitement and expectation that comes no matter whether or not life is going the way I want it to. You see, joy is there because I understand that somehow God is in the middle of this. God is on it. He's working his, he's going to work all of this out. He's somehow going to get me through whatever it is that I'm in. And in the end, he's going to win. Now, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know what he's going to do, but I have this, this expectation and this, this, this excitement to see how he's going to do and what he's going to do. That's joy. Peace is not the absence of conflict. Peace from God, peace from God is a calmness on the inside that is there even when there's a hurricane blowing on the outside. See, peace from God is like Jesus in the boat asleep with the storm raging around, the waves washing over the gunnels, everybody else in the boat freaking out. And we have peace because we understand that God is with us always, even to the end of the age. We understand that He will never leave us or forsake us. We understand that God will meet all of our needs according to His riches in Christ Jesus and glory. We understand that we can do all things through Him who strengthens us. Now, where did all that joy and peace come from? It came from what God did and what God promises in the Bible. And God has been faithful in the past, which suggests He's going to do the same thing now, which means that we can have joy and peace. So God's done His part. He's doing His part. What's our part? Well, that would be the next part. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. You see, our part is merely to trust, to trust God. Now, you say, I'm not sure I can do that. 
And if trust is merely feelings of trust bubbling up inside of us, then maybe not. But, but trust is not just feelings. Trust, we can choose to trust. And we can choose to trust. And if we're not really sure about choosing to trust, at least we can choose to act like we trust. Now, when my sons were learning how to drive, I was the designated parent in the car with them because their other parent was not able to ride along with them without stomping on that imaginary brake on her side and white-knuckling the dashboard and giving constant coaching. Now, I didn't trust my nascent sons any better than she did, but I acted like it. And so I planted myself in the passenger side and I gritted my teeth with a grin on my face. And I clasped my hands in prayer. And I put my feet together on the floor. And I kept my mouth shut. Now, there were some close calls. And there were several times my stomach jumped up into my throat. But we all survived the learning curve. And my trusting my sons helped them to trust themselves and it inspired confidence in them to keep trying even when they weren't sure they could. And it gave them the freedom to admit when they messed up and made it more likely that they would ask for advice after they did. Now, God never messes up and He doesn't need our advice. But I can tell you, God is going to do some things or He's going to allow some things to happen in your life that are going to make your stomach jump up into your throat. And when that happens... We can trust God. And if we can't, don't have feelings of trust, we can choose to trust God or at least act like we trust God. Now, acting like we trust God is not faking it. That's faithing it. Faithing it. And when we faith our trust in God and choose to trust Him, or at least choose to act like we do, what happens is He does another part. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we choose to trust God, or at least to act like it, then God pours out His Holy Spirit upon us and bubbles up those feelings of faith, those feelings of hope, those feelings of love inside of us. You see, even if we're faithing it and acting like we believe it, whether we really feel like it or not, as we act like we do, the feelings follow. The feelings follow. And so God does His part, we do our part, and then God does something else. You see, it's not just a hope sandwich that we have in this relationship with God. We have a God sandwich as well, a God sandwich. Everything that God does is a sandwich. He starts something, we respond, and He does something else. And that's been the pattern from the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. He gave it to Adam and Eve. Their part was to take care of the heavens and the earth. And the plan was that as they did that, God's Holy Spirit would sustain and strengthen and lead and guide them. And then that cycle would go over and over again for the rest of eternity. And everybody would live happily ever after. But that first couple, rather than doing their part, foolishly listened to the snake, disobeyed God, stepped outside of the sandwich, and ruined it for the rest of us ever since. 
But even though they spoiled that original sandwich, the pattern still holds. God still starts things. He invites us to be His partner with Him. And as we partner with Him and cooperate with Him and respond to Him, then He does something else. He comes back and He finishes and takes up the slack for whatever it is that we can't do or won't do to lead and guide and sustain and strengthen us. You see, that's how it happens over and over again. And notice who starts the sandwich. We don't. God always starts the sandwich. He starts it, we respond, He does something else. We don't initiate, we cooperate. And as we cooperate, then God does the next part, pours out His Holy Spirit and allows that hope, that confident expectation to bubble up inside of us. Hope. Hope is that forgotten middle child of faith hope, and love. But it's a vital third of our relationship with God. And hope, hope is in that sandwich. Hope is the meat in the middle between faith and love that gives our faith and love its flavor and its substance. Now, I'm going to sing that prayer again. And I invite you to sing it with me. It's going to be up on the screen. And if things are good in your life and life is easy right now and you don't particularly need any hope for yourself personally, sing it with me anyways and pray it for someone you know who needs hope. And if life has been tough for you right now and you need some hope, sing this with me as well and pray it for yourself. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, trust in Him, so that you may overflow, overflow with hope. By the power of the Holy Spirit, amen, amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, trust in Him, so that you may overflow overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. Trust in Him. So that you may overflow, overflow with hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit, 